1: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: CNN Underscored's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
1: Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree.
3: Show me your money, not your lightning bolt, your money. Welcome in the beginning of a brand spanking new edition of the Ben Maller Show. Just one after another. They keep happening as we are in the air everywhere. Like-minded patrons As we jump into the fray, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and rambunctiously powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the fest, the Yak Fest, as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And so our lead is from rich people getting richer. Always a fun conversation. We play for the love of the game. Listen, I'm glad everyone's getting rich. I'd like to get rich. That would be nice. Uh, So our lead coming from from the NFL, it was a nice day to get a massive cartoon-sized check and several figures not just in the NFL, but around the sporting world, got paid. Will their teams end up getting played? We don't know. We'll find out over the course of time. But what we do know, a big news day for the electric company of the NFL, the Chargers, as they made headlines, I assume you've heard by now, but it is possible that you have lived in a vacuum and you have not gotten out and experienced the outside world, and you might have missed the update. But if you did – we learned that the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert, agreeing to a mega, 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 mega millions contract extension with the other Los Angeles football team, the American football conference version of the NFL team in L.A. Herbert gets a five-year deal for $262.5 million. Not all guaranteed, but most of it is, at least the beginning of the contract, fully Guarantee at the start here, uh, as he'll get a ton of money. The deal was completed a day before the Chargers will run out on the practice field and begin the festivities. So he is under contract, Herbert, at age 25. He he can suck and go out there and literally drop a deuce right on the midfield logo, and he'll be set for life. Uh, so congratulations to him through 2029. Uh, NFL contracts, of course, not that reliable, but the money part, the guaranteed money part is there. It includes a no-trade clause, like the charges were about to trade him, and $133.7 million in full guarantees, $133 million, And uh, there's also injury guarantees. There's a lot of legalese in these contracts, and uh, I generally avoid legalese. It gives me a headache. I try to avoid it. Uh, maybe you're into that kind of thing. Uh, good luck. Good reading. Uh, grab the contract online. Go sit on the toilet and have a field day. So let us discuss the question. The question is, how do you assess Justin Herbert's deal with the Chargers? Is he now, based on what numbers you look at, has the greatest contract in the NFL? Uh, so so that's the question. So I've got Olympics, Chili Bowl, and Parisian. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a penthouse in the sky. And Justin Herbert can afford a penthouse in the sky. He can afford fifteen penthouses in the sky so, if he chooses. Good for him. So, a, uh, we'll start here. Justin Herbert is being paid because of his place in the social hierarchy of the NFL. Right? So it's not necessarily. If you were to say, "Is he a top five quarterback in the NFL?" Nah, no. Nah, nah. Is he in the top 10? Where, where does he fall in the NFL? It's not really an issue because it's all, as, as we've heard over the years, it's all about time. It's about who you know, not what you know, and it's about the timing of all of this. And if you look around and you you, you, you graze around the, uh, the the field there and you look out in the distance, okay, and and you can see off in the horizon there, there is a method to the madness, and the method to the madness is that there's, there's a map, there's a road map the Chargers are following here. It's like the Olympics. It's a relay race. We talk about this kind of thing from time to time, the relay race in the NFL, and uh, Justin Herbert was just given the baton. Uh, it is a nice baton. It is a solid gold baton, uh, and you now have the baton, and you will be able to pass the baton off. Uh, And the Chargers, no one's going to criticize this. The Chargers are getting praised. It's a safe bet. Universal applause from the football pundits. The Bolts are betting that Justin Herbert, his numbers, and everything will come together here and metastasize. It'll metastasize because the the Chargers, he's put up good individual numbers. He's been a statistically dominating player at this point. But – The numbers, the stat sheet is better than the standings. As Justin Herbert started 29 games in the Chargers uniform, the powder blue of the Chargers, and they are one game above 500. And that's it. And so you're paid a guy a lot of money because he was next in line. You paid him to be number two in the division in the AFC West behind Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Okay. Hey, they got the money. I mean, this thing about you can't get too worked up into a lather over money in the NFL because Justin Herbert got paid a ton of money. I think he's God's gift to the quarterback? Nah, not really. But he's next. And uh, we, we should do the same thing in my business, in overnight sports radio. That, uh, whoever's next, uh, just raise the ante. Do the salaries ever go down? No, they do not. Not for quarterbacks. For, uh, running backs, they go down, but not for quarterbacks, they They don't go down. And the thing about Justin Herbert, he has this cloak of protection, which is starting to become annoying. It's never his fault. There's no accountability in terms of Justin Herbert not being good in certain areas. You bring that up, and the people that genuflect the quarterbacks get all worked up, and uh, there are some rough edges. Justin Herbert's got some great statistics, but there are some rough ed- ed- edges. But you bring that up, it's like, no, it's Brandon Staley. It's the coach. It's his fault. That's the guy. Or the defense is inadequate or the special teams. It's it's not the quarterback. Nevertheless, Justin Herbert, uh, he's still got some stank on him. I'd say a fair amount of stank based on that playoff loss to Jacksonville. And – I haven't forgotten it. Clearly the Chargers don't give a rat's ass about what happened in that game, but after being given five takeaways by the Jags, the Chargers had a 27-0. Remember this? The playoff game was several months ago. The Chargers had a 27-0 lead in this playoff game, and they then puked it up. They gave it all back. 27-0 lead in a playoff game, and... Justin Herbert, you know how many plays he made the rest of the game? Zero. You could argue he didn't really make any plays when the Chargers went up 27-0. I it was given to them on a silver platter by the Jags. But after going up 27-0, Justin Herbert, I went back to look at my notes because I'm a loser like that. Because I remember him not doing anything in the second half, and the numbers confirmed that. They validated that memory that I had that closed the game – Justin Herbert uh, was very mediocre he had a passer rating in the 70s the rest of the game and had a fumble although the team recovered and the the LA AFC football team was outscored 31 to 3 to close the game now the second part of this and you take a look around the different quarterbacks everyone you know getting paid and you know who's Who's next? So who benefits the most from Justin Herbert's deal? Well, outside of the obvious, generations of his family, generations of the Herbert family, but he has now relocated to Easy Street. But then you look at the stove there, and there's a nice chili bowl simmering on the stove, and Joe Burrow is licking his chops right now because with Herbert getting paid – and the baton, the golden baton, will be passed to Joe Burrow. He gets to now get his windfall. It's choreographed financial frenzy madness is what it is. And the price tag goes up for the Bengals with Joe Burrow. And that's going to be an interesting one because they are known to be very frugal. There's really no way around this. Like The only way around it is to delay it, but that's going to cost you more money because... Will Cincinnati futz around here and give Joe Burrow a fifth-year option and say that's it? We're not. We don't have to pay you for another year. We don't have to give you the extension. We'll push it back. And and also, will the Bengals have a bake sale? Sell baked goods in the greater Cincinnati metro area there to try to raise funds. They have plenty of money. They have plenty. Of money. If they give Joe Burrow a lot of money, it just cuts into the revenues that the Brown family gets, the ownership group there. That's the problem. They actually end up saving a couple of bucks. And Joe Burrow, unlike Justin Herbert, where there are questions about Justin Herbert, there are no questions about Joe Burrow uh, for sure. Uh, He's much better than Justin Herbert. Now, last word here. So just after we got off the air, within an hour of when I turned the mics off and walked out of the building, I walked down the hall, through a courtyard, into a parking lot, got in the car, turned it on, left the building, uh, waved at the uh, the guys out there that are sleeping in tents outside, I waved at them as I was getting, getting out of here. Uh, and then the news came down that Saquon Barkley had ended his hostilities with the Giants. He agrees to end the protest, what a protest it was, works out a one-year deal. Instead of playing on the franchise tag, he gets a little bit more. He got $2 million up front. From what I was reading here, two million dollars up front in a signing bonus, so one million dollars available in incentives. So instead of just ten million, a little over ten million, he gets about an extra nine hundred thousand dollars, give or take. So who does the scorecard favor? What does it look like? What does that scorecard look like for Saquon Barkley? And this particular contract. So this is a W-W-W-W-W-W-W. It's a big W for the Giants, the G-men get a W, and this is an L for for Barkley. Now it's one of these weird sports things that you can't really get to, I don't know. You you can't declare that this is a massive step in for the Giants and a huge kick in the nuts. For Barkley, because he's getting 11 million. You're not doing bad in life when you get 11 million, but nonetheless, on the scorecard, it looks like an L. That Barkley, in this chapter of the running back saga, oh, it's like a Shakespearean drama. Uh, Saquon Barkley is the Parisian soldier raising the white flag. And being given eleven million dollars for his troubles, a full surrender, no resetting the market, no being a martyr for other running backs. No. None of that. A revolutionary? Not a revolutionary. Uh he did not even get guarantees from the Giants, we are told, that they will not use the franchise tag again next year. So it's about a million extra, which in NFL circles is chump change. You you don't even have to crack open the piggy bank to worry about that.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
4: The mart is still
3: wide open. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, talk mates, as we chase rainbows, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond. On the vast and brashly powerful microphones of FSR, emanating live. <laughs> From the code, as we crack the code, we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000, that's a lot, recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And so here we are again, another hour yapping into these microphones, and uh, I was at a baseball game. I went to a baseball game before I came in here. I was at the Dodger-Blue Jay game. I love seeing the powder blues of the Toronto baseball team. And When I was there, I saw a couple home runs, and Blue Jays were leading, and as soon as I left, uh, all hell broke loose, and the Toronto bullpen went out there with kerosene and uh, just lit the world on fire, and the Dodgers ended up coming back and beating the Blue Jays, but the Dodgers made a trade. We'll talk about that in a minute, but that's the story. This is the story in baseball right now, as our lead does come from the Diamond, the horse trading, less than a week, less than a week to go. The music stops on August 1st. That's Tuesday. Baseball, I was doing the math because I'm – I'm a loser, so I was doing the math. And I said there's too many teams that think they have a chance. Now, the people that run baseball want that. Everyone that runs a sports league wants the situation where all these teams think they have a shot. And all that. But the reality is there are more teams that are mathematically in the baseball playoff race than are actually good. You see what I'm saying? Like, for example, if you do the math, now there are 12 playoff teams in Major League Baseball because you've got the three division leaders that are in the playoffs and then the three wild cards in the American and the National League. So there are 12 of the 30 members of the cartel of baseball that get in. But then you look at the teams that are within reasonable striking distance of a playoff berth, and there are, by my estimation, seven other teams that are in the mix. So that means if the the math is right, that they think they can leapfrog up. They have a good couple of weeks and some teams ahead of them fall to the wayside. So that means that 19 of the 30 teams or almost 65% of the teams in baseball have a path to the postseason as we yap on this random day here in July. So with that, we turn our attention to Otani. Watch the Otani Mart open for business, or is it? If you have been listening to this show on a nightly basis, we have had our obligatory Maller monologues about the baseball trade deadline. Met much of that, much of that about the life and times, the stylings of Shohei Otani, the pitcher. He's all right as a pitcher, but he's. Pretty good as a hitter. And the, the back and forth, the back and forth on what's going to happen. And every day there's a new revelation. One of the mantras of this show is that we don't know what we're going to talk about when we get ready for the show. We, we start the day and just kind of go where the stories take us. And every single day right now there's new information out about Shohei Otani. And a lot of it is manure. Yeah, that's a yeah, nice smell of manure. That's, uh, that is a lot of it. That is a lot of it. So, the, the latest reports, more connecting of the dots. Uh, the New York Yankees, again, prominently mentioned as a possibility. Uh, reports saying the Yankees have, quote, checked in, close quote, on Otani. Of course, that same report says uh, pretty much everyone's checked in on Otani. Another connecting the Baltimore Orioles. That's the second day in a row the Orioles have been mentioned as a possibility. And so, We do this dance, do the hokey pokey. We do it over and over again. So let us discuss the question on this one. What do you make of the Yankees speculation there involving Shohei Ohtani? So I've got Pop-Up, Twister, and Bazooka Joe, and we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a bang, bang play at the plate. Are you safe or are you out? It's up to instant replay. So number one, number one. yes, number one, uh, I roll my eyes. I roll my eyes to the very back of my head, which is not advised when I get the type of stories that we're now getting involving Otani. Now, the reason I do that, there's two reasons. I've been ha- I've had this, this chair. I've been lucky to have this chair for a long time, so I've done a lot of trade deadline stories over the years. That and I ran a gossip website many, many years ago, long, long before you, you ever listened to this show, probably. And I, I ran the gossip website, and I dealt in the currency of what we're dealing with right now. And I've heard all of the different variations of what's going on right now. So, of course, the Bronx Bombers checked in on Otani and anyone's checking in around baseball in Otani uh, with Otani other than like the athletics and the Royals they're the only ones but here's the the deal and I'll give you the inside skinny on this every one of these front offices in baseball what they do is they're they're, they're filled with these these nerds and they're on the social media all the time that's where all these rumors begin and then they, they pay attention to old media like what we're doing here and television and they follow all of the gossip and all the speculation and all that. And so yes, everyone's checked in. Even I've checked in at Otani and I continue to hear and I am checking. I it. was like, maybe things have changed and I've, I've given old information, but I continue to hear that Artie Marino is keeping the proverbial scissors in the drawer. He is not ready to cut the cord from showtime at the big a and the question is, will some underling in Anaheim be able to convince the owner of the Angels otherwise? And the answer is no way. From what I know of Artie Marino, I don't know much about the guy, but I've you know, I've heard from people that have known him better than I do. I don't really know him at all, but that Artie Marino is kind of like me. He's pig-headed. He's so pig-headed. There was a writer for the uh, L- this newspaper called the L.A. Times. It used to be a big newspaper. They had a columnist named T.J. Simers. And T.J. Simers used to take cheap shots at Artie Marino and the Angels. So Artie Marino was so vindictive, he moved the press box near the pearly gates to get back at the media. And he put – right near the foul pole. It's actually above the foul pole at the Big A. That shows you the kind of character that Artie Marino has. Uh, so that's what we're dealing with here, right? So if you get that upset about somebody you know, writing nasty things about him in a newspaper – what do you think is going on in his head right now? Um, and, and as far as the, the Babe Ruth stuff, that's popped up. You can't trade Otani, He's Babe Ruth of this generation and all that. He's better than Babe Ruth. Well, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. It's an apples-to-orange comparison, as has been mentioned on these microphones in the past. The reality is that Babe Ruth, if he had not been traded by the Red Sox, would have stayed with the Red Sox his entire career unless Boston decided to get rid of him. There was no such thing as free agency. It's different with Otani; he can't leave. Now, if I'm the Angels, do I do I trade Otani? My move would be to offer him. I've said this in the past. I'll, I'd offer Otani my last and final offer, best and final offer. And then if he takes it, great. If not, then I would look to move on. Uh, that's what what I would do. But you're not going to get fair market return for Otani because you're talking about a couple of months. That's it. Uh, that's all you're going to get. But the stuff that's going on right now with Otani, it's a pop-up. It's a pop-up game, is what it is. Not a pop-up store. It's a pop-up game, uh, and it's the weasel. Those weasel words popping up, and we're hearing all of the terms. The Angels are aggressively listening. We've heard that. Industry sources, one of my favorites, mystery team. There's a mystery team involved in Otani. What, who? What mystery team? Yeah. Uh, I always like the internal discussions. So, what, what does that even mean? Uh, yeah, I'm going to get a Diet Coke at the vending machine, and I'm going to talk to somebody I work with. But that's an internal conversation. Diet Coke! Yeah. Or you know, it's also possible maybe you're somebody that's uh, cleaning the laundry, the jockstraps in the laundromat there at the ballpark is talking to somebody else about Otani, so they're having internal discussions. Uh, Now, there were some overnight reports that should give optimism to the five Angel fans that listen to the show. There are five Angel fans that listen to the show, including Coop, who's on the payroll. Uh, There are uh, people speculating the Angels, instead of trading Otani, they're actually looking to trade for some other players to make the Angels a better team. Go figure. Uh, Now, that would be the ultimate. The Angels go out and trade for another starting pitcher, make a couple of moves to improve the pitching staff and try to fatten things up like a turkey before the slaughter at Thanksgiving. Now, that would be something. Now, turning the page on that, uh, Mookie Betts making some headlines, and these quotes by Mookie Betts bouncing around the pinball machine of sports chatter, raising some eyebrows. Uh, He recently said, Mookie Betts, that he had no intention of ever leaving Boston. You might remember Mookie was Mr. Red Sox until he wasn't, and then ended up traded to Dodger Blue and signed the massive contract, helped the Dodgers end the jinx of 1988 by winning the World Series, hardest World Series in my lifetime, 2020, during a global pandemic. Uh, Anyway, Mookie Betts did a recent interview. He said, quote, I know people don't believe it, Betts opined, but I wanted to stay in Boston my whole career, he stated. Now, Betts saying this, to a former Red Sox comrade, Brock Holt played in Boston for a long time. Betts continued. He said, "That was my life." He said, "I knew everybody there. It was a short flight to Nashville. It was perfect." Close quote from Mookie Betts. And he he was asked, you know, whether or not the uh, the, the contract, if the Red Sox had offered him the contract the Dodgers offered him if he would have signed the deal. He said 100%. 100%. So the question regarding these comments as we parse the words of Mookie Betts and his delayed reaction to the trade to the Dodgers, the question is how should the Red Sox handle Mookie Betts' decree, those that are passionate about the Red Sox. So it is a game of twister, as in twist The knife, twist the machete in the the, uh, Red Sox uh, heart right there, right? Because here's the deal. Uh, You you look at what happened between Mookie Betts and the Red Sox. The the answer is there was nothing doing. There was nothing doing between the sides because the Red Sox at that point refused to give Mookie Betts the forever contract. They were not doing that. And only within the last couple of months have the Red Sox reneged on that franchise charter and they just did it a couple months ago with Rafael Devers. He got the 10-year contract. They wouldn't give Mookie Betts the 10-year contract. They didn't want to give Xander Bogarts the 10-year contract. But they gave, they gave Rafi Devers the 10-year contract. Now, final point. We did have a trade. We had a trade. Let's make a deal. Involving Mookie Betts' current team and his former team, the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball team, acquiring Kike Hernandez the rotting carcass of Kike Hernandez from the Red Sox for a couple of fringe minor league relievers, one of them that literally barfs every time he goes out on the mound. Uh, the other one, I don't even know who it is. So does the Kike Hernandez trade matter? Does the trade matter? So it does not register on the Richter scale. It gets merely a passing mention. Merely a passing mention, Hernandez played with the Dodgers for a number of years. He was a a pesky player. He's not a difference maker, though. He's not. I mean, nor should he be. He's a backup fringe major league guy. Um, And and how do you know that this trade does not raise to the level of attention-grabbing? Because the Dodgers gave up a couple of Bazooka Joes to get Kike Hernandez – the Red Sox, I'm pretty sure they had a limo drive Kike to the airport to get him out to Dodger State and get him out of the Commonwealth. He was that bad. An error machine. But the the price tag, the Dodgers gave up a couple of sticks of bubblegum. And Kike's got a hole in his glove. So bad at shortstop, the Red Sox had to drag him off the field as a shortstop. He sucks so much. He's a career two hundred thirty-eight hitter. He's he was on the Dodger team that won the World Series. he got the playoff numbers are pretty good, but most of his playoff success actually came with the Red Sox in the playoffs. With the Dodgers, he was okay in a couple of big hits, but he was not God's gift to October at all.
2: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
0: All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity Presents...
4: And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hit that button, Iowa. That's, the one. Yeah. That's it.
3: That's the one. That?
2: To the third degree. This is is
3: when Big Ben gets grilled. And uh, the Koopa Loop.
2: Reporters pressed Browns owner Jimmy Haslam on Monday about whether or not this is a do-or-die season for Kevin Stefanski and GM Andrew Barry. Haslam refused to say, Ben, do you think it's make or break for these two?
3: Yeah, it's all or nothing. I mean, the, the, you look at the situation, especially for uh, Kevin Stefanski, but I say both of them because you either win or you contact a nice realtor. Or try to sell the house yourself, which is very hard to do. But Kevin Stavansky, first of all, the head coach in Cleveland, he's two games over five hundred, and no playoff appearances the last couple of years. The, the playoff win the Browns had was totally fluky because Ben Roethlisberger basically handed the game to Cleveland with mental mistakes in that Pittsburgh-Cleveland playoff game several years ago. And then you look at the GM, Andrew Barry, and while he's not the one that gave the creepy quarterback, Deshaun Watson, the contract – he is the one that encouraged it for the owner, Jimmy Haslam. And Deshaun Watson has been an embarrassment to the entire Browns franchise and will be as long as he's a Cleveland Browns quarterback. And Andrew Berry was the guy that orchestrated that at the behest of the owner. So if you're looking for a fall guy, he'd be a good fall guy. Next! Austin Rivers was asked about Damian Lillard's trade demand from the
2: Blazers and he said that he didn't like it and that Lillard turned his back on being the poster boy for
3: team loyalty. Ben, do you think the trade request from Lillard affects his legacy? No. No, it doesn't. Listen, there've been plenty of guys that have changed teams and 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 Lillard has he's fed off. You know, you look at the guys that stayed with it. Kobe Bryant did not want to play for the Lakers. He tried to get traded to the Bulls. He wanted to go to the Bulls. He wanted to go to the Clippers at one point. These guys, you know, things happen. But look at – Minnesota's a great example. You had Kevin Garnett and Kevin Love, who both were very productive players for the Timberwolves, and both of them eventually ended up asking out, getting traded, uh, Garnett especially. And is his legacy tarnished because he went to Boston and won a championship? Or Kevin Love going to Cleveland and jumping on the LeBron train and winning with with the Cavaliers? No. Damian – Damian Lillard's intertwined with Portland. He's got business endeavors there, and they'll bring him back and honor him and all that. He's got a bunch of records for the team, so it's you know it's a little dramatic by Austin Rivers, who should thank his dad every day that he has a career in the NBA. Next! An assistant of Deion Sanders at Colorado recently said that Sanders and Nick Saban are actually very
2: similar. Uh, one example he used was that they both tell you the truth, not what you want to hear Ben, do you think Sanders and Sabin share some qualities?
3: Yes, they are both human beings. They both put one sock on at a time. Uh, they they wipe their tukis when they uh, they they uh, drop a deuce. So those are things they have in common. Unless they use a bidet, then maybe they don't do that. But but nonetheless, uh, yeah, Nick Saban and Deion Sanders are the ringmasters of the circus of hot air. I love these guys. They're great for what I do. They people react to Nick Saban. They react to Deion Sanders. We need more people like these guys. So good for them. Prime Time's got, you know, got a limited amount of time because of his age. I mean, he's got a gonna coach till he's eighty, and he's got health problems. But he's got to win a bunch of games, and and he'll get up to that little Debbie's level where uh, Nick Saban is, and what you know, he's not gonna get to that level, but he'll be respected. He did good at the lower level. Now Dion's in the Pac-12, so we'll see how he does in Colorado. But uh, they have some things in common, but. Not all that much. There it is, Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? And you pass us. That you? is a win. Unlike Roberto, I passed, Eddie. No. Oh, is that too soon? Oh, that's. I'm kidding. Fox Sports
2: Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's another Ben Maller game. We've endured too many of these. Is weeks. it too much or not enough?
3: Enough already. And away we go. Good news. The computer is spinning round and round. So the uh, it's not working. Anyway, uh, let's play the game anyway. The show must go on. Too much or not enough. The Frank in Vegas edition. This guy Frank, what a boss. Dominated, ran the board. We welcome in our contestant. I believe his name is Steve. Is that correct? In Kansas City. Hello, Steve. Welcome. Hey, man. What's going on, brother? Hey, you tell me, Steve. What's the What's what'd the good think, word? What'd you
5: think of old Bronny, little Bronny, almost dropping dead?
3: Uh, that was That was uh, That was wild. Wasn't? What a- what do, you, what, what do you want me to say? I'm excited about it? No, I mean, I, I, this is terrible. I mean, what do you well, want me to mean, do? It's a young kid. Like it sounds a lot like that Jamie Fox
5: story where AJ Benz just said he had to take the jab or else, and then he, uh, yeah. Jamie Foxx took the jab and he got paralyzed and almost blind. So, well, he's not. to local but, health officials. But I've uh, seen. Uh,
3: I've seen uh, Jamie Fox, and he seems to be doing better. I know he was sick for a while, but he's—I saw him moving around.
5: It, wouldn't it, Wouldn't it be nice, Ben, to talk about actual issues instead of doing a, a, a third-rate Philadelphia sports talk radio rip-off guy? You know, with your bootlicking thicker pants. You know, I love Tony Bruno,
3: but yeah, you know, no, he, I hear he, you. He Got to start. All right, let's go to uh, you. Would you like to play? What is that, Coop? Who is that guy? Hey, would you like to play? Who is this? Line two. You're on the airline, too. Hello. What happened to line I two? Too there enough. he is. Oh, is that Jed who fled? Jed, would you like to play the game, Jed?
5: Don't make me hang up on you, dude. No, I, I love y'all, but I hate too much or not enough. That's why you, I've had too much. Too much. I don't enough. want to
3: have what that guy Steve in Kansas City's having.
5: All I right, here know,
3: we go. screen's messed up. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Right, calm calm down. down. Calm down. Hey, Steve. All right, here we go. Uh, story number or Question number one. Question number one. Jed who fled is going to play the game. So before Tuesday night, the Mariners had lost 400 straight road games. When not he- enough. Is That your answer? I'm using. I'm
5: just.
3: I'm using the force. Okay. The All right. Is that right? Not enough. That is correct. Come Use the force, Luke. I do not even need to ask the full question. It had been 580 straight road games since they made a four-run comeback in the eighth inning or later. Question number two for Jed who fled. He needs to get two more right to win the game. Only three quarterbacks have had more passing yards through their first three seasons than Justin Herbert. Is that too much or not enough? Uh,
5: three? It's not enough.
3: You're saying not enough? Yeah, I'm
5: going to say it to counterintuitive. I'm going to go too much. I'm going to go too much. That is my final answer. For the final answers.
3: You, you can't see me but I'm willing, I'm willing. This is absurd. There are no quarterbacks. Player. There are no quarterbacks who have had more passing yards than Herbert through their three first three seasons. Question number three, you need one more right to win the game. Scotty Rowland got into the Hall of Fame earlier this week. There are only four third basemen all time with more gold gloves in their trophy case. Then, Scott Rowland, is that too much or not enough? Man, I was,
5: I, don't even, I was overthinking it, trying to figure out who this guy is. My brain tells not enough.
3: You sure about that? Hey, I'm going
5: too much, dude. If I, if listening, <laughs> you know,
3: you're flipping real quick there on that. What's your final answer?
5: Because I, 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 I know your response. Whatever, whatever I just said a no, second, I can't remember. I think it was not enough.
3: Not enough? You sure about that? <laughs> no, no, it's uh the streak ends. It's too much. There are only three with more Gold Gloves. They are Nolan Arenado, Mike Schmidt, and Brooks Robinson. The old I, really,
5: I regret windmilling after I got number two. Right, I'm out of breath now. Breathing harder than usual. Let's go. I can do it. Though.
3: I can do it. Yeah. Jed calls while he's on the treadmill.
5: Now I'm using a flip phone. I sneak in to get a flip phone because it's a surface, but it puts fits right by my mouth. Not good.
2: He's in the act of
3: fleeing. Out of breath. It's like Okay, question number four for Jed, who fled this past weekend. <laughs> Sal Frelick of the Brewers became the fifth player over the last 25 seasons with three hits and the game winning uh, RBI and his big league debut. Is that too much or not enough for the win? What we get of Andrea
5: the Chargist and Angry Bill, <laughs> way too
3: much. You say that is too <laughs> much. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Not heavy breathing. Too much. Okay, too much is the the correct answer. No, Jed, what happened? Not enough. He's the sixth player to do so. So I, that no, is I, not.
5: It was the other one. I, I, it was the other answer, it! Got it
3: was the other answer. Oh, now you're Dang. now you're you yourself into a corner now.
5: Dude, yeah, yeah. Darth Miles is gonna cut my head off, dude. The, the, the force is, is failing me. My metaphorians is waiting. I'm not the say in minutes. Comes a down, a
3: right, take a breath. It, okay. comes, it comes down to question number five. I took some, I took some math, Ben. I took some what, what no, I said yeah. breath. I, took, I okay. said breath. All right, These are the droids you're looking for. Question five, quickly. Heading into this season, there are 10 active players with 70 or more career touchdowns. Is that too much or not enough for the win?
5: I guess. I guess. Are we allowed to call people in this one? No, we're probably not. Um... Yeah, but I don't know. No, not enough, dude. I was
3: going to try to be fine. You sure about that? Not enough? You really want to go not enough? Yeah, dude. Okay, not enough. enough. (laughs) He wants to go not enough. Final answer! No! It's too much! It's too much! Jed lost the game! He lost the game, Jed!
2: (laughs) Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury.